Oh, wait a minute. I'd like to propose a toast to my family. Someday soon, you're going to have families of your own. And if you're lucky, you'll remember the little moments like this. That were good. Cheers. Good times with Steve Simone. I'm hanging out with my buddy Lee Syatt. Hey, buddy. We just had, I brought pizza and chicken parm for you and Joey, and it's a great start to a day because of that. That oh was a God. fun lunch. It was, we, we, we've done it a couple times the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. It's been very nice, and I got to say, this might have been my favorite one. Really? I, I, I gotta, sometimes in, uh, if you go listen to this podcast, there's a chance I might have been dosed or with some some marijuana grass like you like you used yeah. to say with joey this is pure like post thanksgiving tryptophan like like your food made me high that's great thank you oh it's delicious i've been killing it that's one of the blessings of this quarantine i've been cooking a lot at home you're a master you should have had the french toast i made this morning with the domingo's italian deli ciabatta bread oh. it was Unbelievable! I'm jealous. Any bacon with it or anything like no. that? No, just pure French. I just toast. wanted to like because I made some scramby eggs. Okay, and then I just wanted to see because I I bought the ciabatta bread to make a homemade cheesesteak because they were out of their normal Italian rolls. Okay, guys, if you live in L.A. and you're looking for legit Italian bread, le- legit. If you miss what a sandwich should taste like, go to Domingo's Italian Deli, but they have a full grocery store too. Um, that's where I bought the mozzarella cheese for the pizza. They have the paleo whole milk mozzarella, which you just can't find in Los Angeles. And it is a superior product. That's magnificent. So I mixed that in with some other cheeses. But um, I went there to get a roll for my cheesesteak. They were out of the rolls, so I got the ciabatta bread. Then I've just been so busy the last few days. I went, you know what? I I, I can't use some. This roll, it's, it's past its peak. Oh. I could heat it up in the oven, make it soft, but it's past its peak. I said... I haven't made French toast since the lockdown started. And I went, you know what? Let me give it a whirl. And it was so good. Is that your breakfast go-to? Treat. Pancakes or French toast is a real treat. My go-to is just I take a scoop of the green drink and just mix it. Oh, well, obviously, it doesn't look like you eat French toast every day. But, like, I mean, is that, like, your favorite one to cook? It's, I think something like French toast, if you eat it every day, it'll lose its specialness. Oh, yeah. But it's so good. I love when I when I first moved to LA, 
I uh, like I was trying to be a real adult, and I'm like, I'm gonna have pa- chocolate chip pancake Saturdays, and they were like for like two months I did it, and like they I never once made a good looking pancake. They tasted great, yeah. But they're always different shapes and colors, and but who cares? As who, long yeah, as it's chocolate good. chip pancakes, you're fine. So good, man. The food that it sounds like we're doing our edible gratitude list. Oh, I'm sweating. Oh man, well the world is crazy. I hope everybody listening to this is safe. I hope everybody you love is safe and healthy. Yeah, I, I watched your gratitude list last night. and I, I didn't know what to say. It was a tough one. I it was like, because there was, look, I have so much in my life. I'm blessed beyond belief. I never want it to seem like I'm bragging. I always try to give people attainable gratitude. So where people watch and they go, this guy's happy for a cup of coffee. Right. But it's like, yeah, I am. But, um... Just with all the chaos of this year, let's be honest, it's been a tough year. Yeah, but I, 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 what I was going to say is that I, I liked what you said about how it was just nice to be around a full family. It was. And the, the even if you're like, I have a, few, my, a lot of my family drives me nuts, but there's just a, a different feeling. Yeah. Like, I, like, I'm a an introverted guy. Me too. But I, for some reason, I never had those. I'm not like the life of the party at my family parties, but like. I never felt nervous around them. Oh, that's you great. know, it's weird. Like it's a uh, comfort. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to. Fit. These plane tickets are so expensive, but I have to jump on a plane and go visit my family. I miss them dearly. Oh man, good. I hope everybody's good. Canoe. I this week on Good Times. It, I got to hang out with Jesus and my buddy Jesus Trejo. I've known. I don't know, good 12, 12 years, I would say, really? if not longer. Wow. Yeah. I met Jesus before he ever worked at the comedy store. And then I know there's a picture of me, Steve Trevino, and Jesus, his first night working the door. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I got to find that somewhere. Um, But this weekend on Showtime, I tweeted out, there's a promo code you can get for a free version of Showtime. And my buddy Jesus is making his debut special. I was honored. He had me open up the taping of his special form. Oh, wow. We shot it right down the street here in Hollywood. Um, and it was a magical night. I was just so grateful to to be able there, to be able to celebrate with him that night and then to share him with you guys here on Good Times. I love this dude. Not only is he funny, but he's just a good person. And it's an honor to call him a friend. And hey, man, it was just two buddies catching up this week. Just hang out with us this week on Good Times. It's me and my buddy, Jesus Trejo. Once we had an easy ride and always felt the same. Time was on our side. We had everything to Because like I just wanted to see you. Like, I miss you, bro. And, and, you too, man. and the weirdest thing about the comedy store is that you get to stay in touch with people and see them all in one night. You know, like yeah. I, I could see 15, 20 friends and in two hours stay connected to everybody. Right. But now two months later, I'm like, I've not seen Jesus in two months. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Do you yeah. see you're on my fridge from your special? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. your special is coming out this week. I want to I'm I just want to celebrate that with you. I think that's Thanks, incredible. Man. And and I, I, I want to thank you. I was I was. I was hesitant to ask you. I'm like, I hope I'm not like disrespecting or anything. It's like I wanted you to open up the show, and you did, and that meant the world to me. Oh, it meant the it world was, to me. It was it was so great, man. It was a magical night. Yeah, 
it was fun. Are you happy with how they cut it? Yeah, you know, as as a comic, we we are our own worst critics. Absolutely. And it was painful to be in the editing room. Yeah. And it's like I don't realize I say this word so much. Like I say it so much. I hate it's, the sound of my voice. I hate how I move. Like and I'm like, oh, that's not the right version of the joke. Yeah. It was better the other night. Like that's yes. How, but man, you're just putting joy into the world, and people are gonna love it. Like I I flubbed the line on one of my TV sets once, and right. nobody noticed. Yeah, I flubbed the line. Uh, I, I flubbed a word exactly at the same point on both takes, and it's like that's hilarious. And I'm, I'm like, well, let's use the other take. Like, well, that yeah, they're both same, the same problem. Thing. Like, all oh, right, well, but you know what? It is what it is. I'm, you know, I I try not to be all all into like I'm in the moment, but I'm not. It is what it is. And I let it go behind me. Yes, it's done. I, I, I need to not pay any more mind. I've already yes. allocated enough to it to get it done. It's done. Let's allocate my brain power to something else. Absolutely. That's it. What's the next thing to do? What's the it's, the, thing? it's the only way to stay sane. It really is. Because you, if not, it just you're gonna obsess. You. Yeah, yeah, you're going to obsess over it. And yeah, and you, I, I remember right after the special, I would, you know, it's like, when do I get the cut? When is this? When is that? And now it's like, once it was completed, it's like, all right, it's done. I need to work on the next thing. Cause yep those jokes technically i won't do ever again so it's like and and that was the thing like right after the taping i had some weekends and i go and i do the set and um i found new tags i'm like oh yeah this doesn't feel good it does but you're like dang it i, I wish i would yeah but the way i look at it is you just go out there every night you touch the moment with that audience you share that moment with them and yeah you do your new stuff and if you feel like taking an old bit off the shelf every once in a while and playing with it there's no rules, man. There's no just, rules. Just have fun. Make people laugh. That's what they're there for. That's what they pay. Yeah. Whatever, it, man. It's, it's going like, to be exciting when we get through this, what the audiences are going to be like. It's very interesting. I saw a picture that uh, that uh, a, a buddy of mine, comedian out, out of Puerto Rico, Chente, he posted this uh, photo of a theater who had already taken out seats, like literally drilled the seats out of the ground. Wow. And it's two seats, six feet apart, one seat. Six feet apart, two seats, and it repeats, wow. and it lo- it doesn't look fun. It, it 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 looks sad. Yeah, you know because it looks like it's still being built, but you're like this is a, the new reality, and you and we're almost have as performers, we almost have to face this reality. But here's what's crazy about the comedy store. Yeah, it pre- it prepared us for what crowds are about to be. Yes, late night, one a.m., yeah. six people. 20 feet apart from each other 20 feet apart from each other and sleeping and, and like drunk the, and the yeah. comedy store prepares you for everything, for everything. so I, like i remember once like one of my first like uh, uh one-nighters that i did in texas right it was like 14 people showed up right it was in uh dallas i think dallas uh the improv yeah it was on a wednesday 14 people yeah. showed up and um i went up and I just did my act and and um and the owner or the GM, I, I should say, was like, oh, that, you know, that was awesome. You, you, you know, you had a lot of energy up there. You gave it your all. It was really funny. He's like, you, he's like, some people get phased. And I'm like, I guess, but I'm kind of used to this. This is double than what I'm used to because I was you used know, to late night spots at the store. It's like three, four people. So it's crazy. Yeah, man. Is your family excited that this is coming out this weekend? They're excited. They like, they know, but they don't know. You know, it's one, yeah. and, you know, it's one of those things, but 
you know, my dad, you know, my dad's been asking me a bunch because I've been doing like a lot of like radio and, you know, podcasts and that kind of thing. So it, it's cool to, like to explain it to my dad, but, you know, he doesn't really fully understand that's, it. That's there's something beautiful about that, though. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like no matter what's going to happen, you're still his son. He's still your dad. You yeah. could be the biggest star in Hollywood. And he's like, uh-huh. Help me carry this box. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Man. And that's the that's everything. And I, I, I hope. I hope this slowdown of the world has shown people that that's the important stuff. Yeah, the slowdown of the world is it's it's unfortunate for the obvious reasons of you know life is lost and you know terrible things like that. But there's also something very beautiful. Yeah, I agree. When in history has time ever stopped the way it has to reconnect? It's like look, I'm I'm very close as you know with my folks, but to be in quarantine with my folks. For this long, like, I got to see a different side of them. I got to know mm. them a little more. Yeah. You know, sure, there's, you know, you're with family or whoever. If you're with somebody long enough, you know, there's some challenges, but of course, it's, it's fun. It's yeah. Fun. My dad legit at the beginning of the lockdown was on the phone with me, and he was like, "I, I don't know what to do with your mother." And I'm like, "What's going on, buddy?" He's like, "She's <laughs> she's not obeying the social distancing." Like he was legit oh. trying to keep the social distance in Indoors, their apartment. Yeah. He's like, "I go into the bedroom, she follows me in." <laughs> I go out to the living room. She wants to sit next to me. I can't take it, buddy. I can't. And I was dying. That's awesome. And it's just normal, you know? Yeah, yeah it's it just the way it is. But it's, you know, we, we. this is what's interesting as well, that it's a level playing field for finding the new quote-unquote normal. Yeah. And like even the doctor, like my mom had some doctor appointments that we had to go to, but instead we did Zoom. Zoom. Yeah, my mom had to learn Zoom for that. Yeah, so we did Zoom and... You know, my parents aren't tech savvy, so I'm like, you know what, mom, we're gonna sit down. I open up the laptop, you know, I I, I pull up Zoom and we're talking with the doctor, and it's like the consultation is like I don't know, like 45 minutes. Um, you know, I know all the information, so I'm like rattling everything off and making yeah. sure. And my mom just kind of there, chilling. Then you know, she talked a little bit with the doctor. It was adorable. And then uh, close the laptop. We're done. And my mom looks at me and goes, "Who was that guy?" The most adorable uh, thing ever. And um, I'm like, that was the doctor. He's like, oh, he's like, I was wondering why he knew so much <laughs> <laughs> about her, 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 her thing specifically. Dude, that's a cold open for your TV show. <laughs> right? As soon as she turns and looks at you and says, who was that guy? And you go, play the music. And the credits roll. <laughs> it, was, it, it was just adorable. And it's, you know she's she's figuring out what the new normal is you know same thing for my dad not being able to you know leave the apartment it's been a challenge oh so it very much was a role reversal for me like getting my brothers on the phone like hey confirm dad's story because like when this first happened it felt like i was dealing with teenagers where i'm like you cannot leave you can't because they're older they're in that high risk category totally and it's scary it is scary. It, it it is scary, and I and I realize that everyone's being cautious and doing the best they can to get through this, you know, challenging time. But you know, I've I've done a lot with my time. Yeah. I, the the first month was like, what am I gonna do? It's panicking, anxiety. Yeah. You can't really do anything. But then you're like, all right, well, I might as well get cracking. I use this time to read a bunch. Good you know, books that I were that were laying around, just being. What's been your favorite one you've read so far? just during the lockdown not your favorite book ever no no yeah during the lockdown i think the the like 
Hmm. I read a book. I, I, I read a book uh, written by the policy uh, foreign policy uh, person who nerd. Uh, she worked with uh, President Obama, first Latina to be in the cabinet. Cool. And she talked about everything she kind of went through. And I t- there was a lot of takeaways in that book that I'm like, man, I could use that for stand-up. And there was one chapter in particular. Um, uh, dang it, what's the name of the book? I'm, I'm pulling it up here on my phone. Okay. But um, she had this uh, chapter in the book where she talks about how, you know, she was a petite woman. And she felt like she had the cuss to feel bigger in the room and kind of have a bigger presence in the room. And she's like, I realized I didn't, I didn't need that. Yeah. And that was, that hit so hard to me. Cause with stand up. Yeah. With stand up. I used to do that. I used to cuss so much. I'm like, why am I doing this? There's and no need for it. Command a bigger presence. It's like, that's fine if you do it. But it was like, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. It took me a while to just be cool with that guy that I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? It takes so long to get comfortable with the who you are. Yeah, with who you are, and it, it it feels odd to go on stage and be that. You're like, I should be this. Yeah, like I wanted to be the party guy. I wanted to curse. I wanted people to think I'm cool. Right. I don't know. That's not. What's the name of the book? More than ready, Cecilia Munoz. Cool, um, badass woman, man. Badass yeah. woman. Lots of takeaways. But yeah, just books that I didn't get a chance to read, and this one came out pretty recently. And um, writing, I've been writing a bunch. Cool. What are you writing? Just stand up. That's yeah, awesome. stand up, and you know, just little bits that kind of come to mind. And reading, stand up. I learned how to video edit, watching YouTube videos. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. a very valuable skill. I think it's fun. You know, I, I'm, I'm I'm getting better at it. I edited a bunch of like these little trailers to put on Instagram. It's great. And just green screen like my flyer into like the simpsons or stuff like that but just something fun and different out of the box i did all the social media uh posts for you know the promoting of the specials like five days away just yeah i've been keeping yeah i've been keeping track of it that way yeah so i'm just using what you know things that i've learned during this time to get outside of my comfort zone of self-promotion because it's tough i hate promoting stuff (laughs) oh man it it feels so odd man feels so weird like to the point where I'm kind of like a while ago, years ago. Yeah. I was like in a perfect world. I'll just come up with ideas and produce and write a little bit and hire my friends to bring some of the stuff to life in front of the camera. And that would be the dream scenario for me. Yeah. But now I'm kind of like, I'll just open up an ice cream shop with my brother and call it a day. Yeah. Like, What? I don't. I, I'm. I. I had a dream about being on stage last night. It was one of my first stand-up dreams I've had since the lockdown. Really. And I guess I. I do miss it, but I don't miss it in the way that I thought I would. And I for sure don't miss any of the silliness. Like sure. I'm like I don't need to be famous. I don't care. Mm-hmm. If, I. I don't want to have to promote myself. I. I don't know. But then part of me goes, hey, man, if you can make somebody laugh, make them laugh. The world needs it, especially now more than ever. So I see that. But I don't know what God has planned for me. Like if tomorrow they said that was it, I go, man, you had a 20-year run, Steve. You got to live your dream out on the Sunset Strip, some kid from Philly. I have no complaints. I just don't know. For the first time in my life, Jesus, Uh I don't know. I don't have anything. I don't 
there's I've never had this much uncertainty in my life. Yeah. Like it used to be like just keep on hanging out at the store, try to get a spot, try to become a regular, try to get road work, try to get repped, try to sell a TV show, try to get on TV, all that sort of stuff. Now I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I mean. Should I be scooping ice cream? Should Joey Diaz and I open up a sandwich shop? Should I don't know. Yeah, there is a lot of uncertainty, but you know, comedy is still going to be something that people turn to to forget their troubles and yeah. you know, momentarily find a moment of joy. Joy, yeah, and, absolutely. And that could be done in whatever capacity you are willing to take on. Yeah, know, whatever you decide. So if it's you know, you get the ice cream shop and you still do comedy, that's still a thing. It's like there, there's nothing that says you have to do something exclusively. You know, yeah. so. I, I think nobody knows, and we just kind of go about it, you know, with our heart kind of illuminating the path. You know, you just yeah. the 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 heart radiates enough light to illuminate a path. You know, and it's true. And the truth, <laughs> the beautiful thing is, we can only live in the moment. That's, that's it. it. That's it. Brother. Like this, God has just put my life on training wheels right now, mm-hmm. where it's just like ah, 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 right now, right now, you're talking to Jesus, right. You just had pizza with Lee and Joey. You're having the best day ever. You're about to have round two of pizza with Jesus as soon as this talk's over. And then whatever. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I don't. I think what this did right now, it's like, you know, life is a tree and it's full of full of these leaves and and life came and shook that tree and all the dead leaves, dead weight in our lives got thrown off. Yeah. And what was left was all the green leaves. And that's what's really important to us, you know, was 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 you know getting coffee every morning important for that first month where everything was locked down and everything was closed down people were able to get by that month without going to a starbucks it's like whatever it is you know but you 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 started to see how important other things were you know you know just again reading writing you know finding joy being comfortable with your with yourself which is a very hard thing to do to be alone in your head you know without the contact of other people yeah and then you start to see it's like is this important is this not yeah yeah it's true i think that's like when i am writing stand-up it's sort of like i think when i'm more confidence than ever does that make sense yeah total sense where i'm like hey man i'm just trying to give the world a hug if you want it cool if not cool go do your thing yeah david lynch have you ever read that book finding the big fish Uh uh-uh you should read that one that one's i remember he would come into the uh not the comedy to the hollywood gym every once in a while oh really yeah how much i was like i know this dude (laughs) (laughs) um it was uh it's uh i'm i'm kind of like remembering this thing in that book where it says it's like, you know, art over time, it's like we carry this big rubber clown suit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with time, you, we, we, we kind of shed it once you're in your craft of, you know, finding your voice, basically, what he was saying. Yeah. He said, but when you take out this rubber clown suit, there's like a rancid stench that you have. Mm. And through work and time, like the more you're out there and showering, it's like eventually you get rid of that stench. Yeah. And, that's that's like i think what what comedy is right now it's like this rubber suit has been removed from a lot of performers and comedy and when we get when we go back it's like 
the act has dropped. It's going to be so real. Yeah. I can't wait to see our peers and what their take is going to be on, on things. Yeah. Know? It's going to be great. It's real. It's going to be realness. You know? Yeah. So real. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Like for as much as I just want to pack up my car and go back to my family, yeah. I'm really excited to see what the comedy store is going to be like. Yeah. I really, that's like, I mean, that's why I'm here. And it's not about the stage. It's about the hang with my friends. Yeah. And see what you, what, what bits are you going to have? What bits are, is Joey Diaz, Joey Diaz, Diaz going to have? Rogan. What's Rogan and Segura and. All of them. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. And have a front row seat. You have one of the best quotes that, that I, I, I tell people often. I'm like, Steve Simone said that the comedy store is like, like, like that hangout for kids, like. Like when you're a kid, like when you show up to this place, like the treehouse, there's somebody there to play with all the time. All the time. I, I, I butcher it all the time, but the idea of you show up, there's always somebody to play with there. Yeah. Yeah. And I miss that so much. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah, because that place would be like, if you were like driving by, you're doing audition, or you're doing this, and you pop in at like 11 a.m., there's somebody. Somebody there. <laughs> somebody. I'm going to ha- hang out with the dude on the phones. Or you come back from the road. Oh, the, I used to take a cab. <laughs> 15 years ago, Paulie would give me money for a cab and I wouldn't take it home. I'd take it to the store. Right. And that, I'd have my bags with me all night and hope somebody would give me a ride home from the store. Yeah. Yeah. I would do that many a nights because it was just something about coming off the road and I want to see the guys, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, and a bunch of comics would do the same thing too. It's like, you know, this comic just got back from Cincinnati. This guy just got back from New York and it's like that Monday hang. Yeah. And the road was magical then. Yeah. It was magical to be on the road and then be like, oh, I can't wait to tell the guys about this. Right. Then it was magical to talk to one of your friends like, what's it like out there? Right. You got paid to do comedy. What was that room like? Are the people different? Did you have to change your act? What what jokes right. worked? What didn't work? Did you write anything new? Remember that feeling? Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been at the store? Because I do think somewhere on social media, I have a picture of like maybe me, you, and Trevino from your first night working the door there yeah i mean i so i got past september 7th 2012 that was my first my first spot and i worked there for a little over a little over two years maybe it's gonna say no more than three and no less than two and some change but i remember it was so awesome to see you in the door guy shirt yeah because i met you with steve at that casino gig yeah and uh it was it was steve uh yeah i was opening for trevino and yeah i was opening for trevino and um don um ryan was there wow ryan hill from don carlos taco shop in beautiful la jolla california la jolla california on pearl street and um yeah man and then i remember i remember telling ryan i'm like i'm i'm i have my eyes set on working the door i remember having a like a conversation with him and um i was hanging out for a year a year straight a year wow. straight on trevino's advice that i should figure out a way to get in and i hung out for a year a literal year mm-hmm. of going up to tommy and begging i mean talk about being outside of your comfort zone i was just like tommy you gotta, come on and then after a while i was like well okay i already know what you're gonna tell me i'm like no no I just want to work here, man. He's like, damn it, Jesus. I tell you, know, like, I, I, I know, you know, but I, I wasn't going to take no for an answer. And it, it wasn't that he was giving me a necessarily like a no, no. It yeah. just, you know, there's a process. People get past, spots opened up. 
you know, there weren't that many door guys back then that there no. are now. It's a different club then. Completely different. And, and it was different for me than it was for you. Like, I would hear the stories from your class and when you worked there. And, yeah, and, and, and finally, you know, I get the opportunity to work the door. And, I mean, every every opportunity that I have now could be, you know, there's a line drawn back to that parking lot, man. That parking lot has, I've been able to crack jokes, make, you know, our peers laugh and think of bits when you're parking cars, hanging out, you know, in the parking lot now as a paid regular, like that parking lot is a Petri dish of, of creativity. You know? Yeah. It's so cool. So crazy. To go from that to showtime. You know, it's, yeah, I'm a, I mean, I'm excited for it for people to check it out and you know and, and and there was a moment when like the special was like done and you know it's like oh man it's like i wish it was better you, you know i i know the comic that i want to be that critical eye yeah and i'm like look man it's just where i was it's a snapshot in time yeah that's who i was then and you know moving forward next special I, the next special hopefully will reflect who i am then yeah you know so it's enjoy the ride enjoy the process yeah i'm enjoying the process and grateful very grateful for all the opportunities and i even had a moment not a moment but i i've thought about it often and and, and last night was the most recent moment that i took aside and just kind of thought of all the names and all the people who have given me opportunity you know along the way it's like mm -hmm. how does one get to do anything in this business it's by everyone that's helping it's like the the old saying of um what's the old saying the it takes a village to to raise a kid yeah same thing for this business is like it's our peers raising each other it's like, yes here's a tag hey go talk to so-and-so hey they're, they're they're booking this show hey i got a spot you want to come on hey oh you have a spot i'd love to come on like we we co-raise each other and it's a team it's a team like you're out there on stage by yourself mm -hmm. but to be a comedian you need a team yeah and it's there whether you realize it or not because nobody gets to any opportunity in this business alone it just mm -mm. there's a lot of people in between and you know people making decisions so sure they you know some people stick out their neck for us some people say yes to this some people help you get ready in this way but it's a it's it's a long journey man and mm. I'm, i just been very blessed and grateful to have met a lot of cool people man that's what i'm so grateful for yeah it's the relationships yeah. it's the people i've met it's the memories that i have like whatever happens career-wise is doesn't seem that important maybe it was i don't know but it's always a to me it's always been about people and the good times and what we're sharing and and certain uh, things that like uh like you just said something that kind of like struck my mind there's an interview with Mike Tyson, right? And Mike Tyson was saying, you know, they're 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 asking him about. I guess they were talking to him in his trophy room, and they're like, mm -hmm. "What is this? Tell me what this is." He's like, "It's nothing." He's like, yeah. "It means nothing to me." I was like, "One point of everything." Yeah. And I I think that's just a sign of maturity for uh, for for us even. You know, it's like I, at one point doing three minutes on potluck was the everything, world. Yeah. and now it's like. It's three minutes. I don't know what I'm going to talk about for three minutes, you know. But at one yeah. point, that those three minutes was everything, and mm -hmm. and yeah. So it's like there's stuff along the way. It's like not that it means nothing, but you know, you move on to this next thing, and you know, you mature as a person. And what was important then is not so much important now. It's cool. It means you're evolving. 
yeah, you you hope to evolve, you know, yeah. to to stay in the same place is nor good nor bad, mm. you know. It ain't it ain't great. It means you're not evolving. But what's important to you right now? Independent, put your career to the side. But what's important to you right now? What are you learning? What's important to me, I think it's my the relationships with my parents, you know, I've I've seen my parents age and go through different, you know, different challenges that life brings out yeah you know and you know just enjoy the time that i have with them you know it's everything it's everything just time time is the one commodity that you know it's 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 important and you know time with parents time with friends you know yeah like you know the business and everything else could go to hell you know and go to shit at this instant but what's gonna last it's memories it's you know friendship it's you know a phone call like hey dude what's up you good and that's it it could be no more than that conversation yeah. and, it, and and that already is like so fulfilling yeah you're one of those people that like if i get a text from you or just hear your voice it's just like ah oh, it just it, you know what i mean though like <laughs> you're that to a so lot of cool. people you're that to me as well i mean I, I i get excited when i get to connect with you it's you know we uh we pick each other up it's it's good man it's like yeah, look, at the end of the day, you told me this. Look, look, you got a place to stay. You got a food to eat. Yeah, I got no complaints. Boom. It's like, yeah, that's man. It. That's it. And I honestly, like, as we're talking here and I'm sitting here with you and I know what a good son you are to your parents, I'm like, you know what? I should probably just fly out. Like, because my concern with my parents hmm. is that I didn't want to have it. Or catch it on the plane, sure, and and then bring it to them. Yeah, that's a legitimate concern, and 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 now so, I'm going. I gotta get like if I could find out a test when I land to see if I have it. Like line up an Airbnb and stay there for as long as I get the test results. And if the tests say you do have it and you have to self quarantine for two weeks, I would do that at the Airbnb. If not, just go hug my mom and make some meatballs and have some laughs. Yeah. That's it. But you're doing, you know, you're doing the right thing. You're you're staying on top of your parents' situation. You're calling them, and it's like you're 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 being there for them, and that's yeah. important, you know. And, and and you're here. You're you're working. You're doing comedy and producing. And you're writing. You're like you're working, and that's that's what I, you gave me this advice. The only way you can help your parents is by doing. It's it's no. No use in, in being around all the time. I'm I'm around right now because I so happen to live there. But yeah, you know, I I, I went on the road a bunch, and I would I would fight with that. We 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 had a conversation yeah. about it. It's like ah, oh, I feel like I should be home. It's like you can't help them being home. It's like you got to go out and become a star money. and get that Showtime special, and then start <laughs> making real money. Seriously though, you yeah. did it. Yeah, it's I mean, awesome. It's I'm I'm yeah. I mean, it's it's um, does it feel weird? Like, it seems like yesterday, the blink of an eye, you were this kid who was working with autistic children, yeah. trying to figure out a way to get into the comedy store. That's right. Yeah. And, I, and now here you are. You did it, man. Like, I, obviously, you don't think this this is not the end. Yeah. It's actually the beautiful beginning of a career. It's one way to look at it. But now you're there, man. You put that, how many years of hard work? What's it feel like? It, it was all a dream. It was all a dream. Um, I don't know. It doesn't register really. You know, it's just like something that's, it's almost like, like when you ask a parent and it's like, 
hey man it's like you know your son or daughter man they're big now it's like they don't really see them because they see them every day and it's like yeah i i think it's hard to kind of have any notion of what's going on because i'm in the grind every day of like you know how can i make this better i'm writing or i'm you know there's always so much work and i think a good thing and a bad thing like i don't really take the time to step back and like look at it i'm too busy with moving forward and what the next thing is you know i i wish i had the the time to sit and mm. be like oh this is cool but there's a sense of urgency as 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 you know with trying to make sure that my parents are taken care of and that kind of thing and i think that's has helped me but also it, it's stressful at times yeah know? but looking looking at the journey from you know 13 years ago to this moment in time it's like i don't know i i mean i sometimes question things it's like why like why me why am i getting certain things and why not the next person so it's like i have a hard time accepting things and i've i think i've 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 had that to deal with you know as of recent even more so but yeah it's like along the way it's like why did i get passed and not you know my buddy it's know? a very human thing though like that feeling of not unworthiness but like dealing with good stuff like anybody can deal with failure but dealing with good stuff that's a whole other skill set yeah yeah it's 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 tough you know it's like yeah you look as comics we're like so self-sabotaging and you know we're we're just you know we're we're broken people so at yeah. the end of the day you know we just we, we we get these cool opportunities that we we think we want but then you get them and you're like oh, i don't know this feels like funky in yeah. the in the chest region you know it's awesome so i don't know i just do what i think is good hopefully it resonates with people and if it doesn't resonate with them i hope they keep it to themselves and <laughs> leave me alone it's That's like, <laughs> if you can't say anything nice please just don't just, say anything just, yeah don't reach out just yeah forget about my comedy and move on it's been a fun ride man i can't wait for the store to open up yeah yeah it's just, just like i said to really just hang out with the guys yeah just to hang out that'll be cool just to be in the hallway like mm -hmm. i think the cool thing is i never took it for granted because i was there for so many years when the club was dead that i remember having a talk with michael nathanson in the belly room mm -hmm. when joey diaz was getting ready to do one of his one one man shows okay and we talked about that i go no nah, man mm -hmm. i don't take one moment of this for granted right it's the only other time i felt that way is when my younger brother and i were living together and it was so great to do that as adults. Where it's like ever because I didn't have family out here for eight years. And then I was out here for eight years, then my brother moved out here. And I was like, oh man, this is a blessing. And this isn't gonna last forever. But to have my brother here, and then we lived close to the beach, and I was like, I'm gonna run nice. on the beach every day I can. So it was like three, four, five days a week. Cause I was like, you might never live this close to the beach ever again for the rest of your life. So enjoy it. Yeah. And then like when I was these last glory years at the comedy store where the parking lot looks like a car show, My everybody God. famous is there. All the yeah. funniest, coolest people are there. And I'm like, I'm going to get to go watch Dalia and Rogan and Holtzman and 
Joey Diaz and Ari Shafir's coming in from New York. Jose, uh, like, like I am there front row as a fan. I felt like a kid with a backstage pass. Right. As somebody that grew up loving comedy to be there at the epicenter of this. It's been, it's been awesome. Yeah. And the community, I think, I mean, look what happened during this time. I mean, a lot of the comics, you know, came together and made sure that other comics were taken care of. Yeah. Forgotten about. And I think that's so, so cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I know a couple of, couple people that have really gotten help from the store comedians assistance fund which is good i mean to to know that there's a program in place or a system that looks for someone who may be in need and you know allocates the proper resources to that person is like yeah there hasn't been a time like that before in the comedy store's history now now and so they say the comedy store has changed you know and it has and for the better yeah certain things have been lost but you know that's just part of time you know yeah it does that like you talked about your own personal growth and evolving comedy stores grown it's evolved we yeah we have to grow we have to grow and evolve and yeah in the end everything's gonna work out you know absolutely absolutely do you have would you like if if i were to ask you like one of your top comedy store memories what would it be Ooh, top comedy store memories there's so many. I mean, anything. No particular order. Just stuff that comes to your mind. I remember. <laughs> I remember being a door guy, and um, I was on Sullivan and Son. Steve Byrne show. Yeah, Steve Steve Byrne show, and um, uh, an episode came out right, and it was like um, uh, the name of the episode was my 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 last best and final oh yeah uh, with the rooster i was i came out holding a rooster and there was like a a speakeasy that that happened at the bar and um they're gambling and i walk in with the rooster um yeah it was it was i i i had more lines in the previous episodes right yeah and um i wanted to watch that one and anyway i didn't but i was at the store and the bathroom used to be facing the OR, like right in front of the OR, the the men's bathroom and the women's bathroom, right? And the toilet got clogged in the women's bathroom, right? Yeah. And we put a sign and somebody took it off. And, oh, no. And then Adam was like, hey, man, I need you to go in there and just unclog it, man. I'm like, I just did. Yeah. He's like, well, look, you, you know, look at the water. And then it overflowed. There was a floaty in there. Ugh. and. It just and 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 here I am kicking this biscuit down the hallway. I'm mopping the floor. I had to mop it because I was working back door. I was doing yeah. marquee and back door. So I ended up like having to mop. And uh, Neil Brennan comes in and he's like, "Hey man, um, I saw Sullivan something." He said, like, "You came out on that episode." He's like, "Good stuff, man." I'm like, "Oh, thanks." And I was like, "That's really cool." And as I'm like pushing, and I have a picture of that. I have a. It's like somebody, no way like, that exact night. Like I'm, I'm there. Um, I forgot who took the picture, but it's like, haha! Like you, you get to mop, you know, the the hallway. And at the time, it was like it didn't feel good to be mopping the floor with yeah. toilet juice, you know, in front of your peers. But I have that picture. Looking back, I'm like, it's awesome. It's great. I have a similar, not yeah, it's similar with Neil. Really, Neil Brennan's one of the coolest dudes of all time. Man, he is, is awesome. He? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like I've been a fan of that. Like, take his comedy career and put it to the like he's to hit that gene, you know? Yeah. But like, just him as a dude. <laughs> like, I remember like when he was showing up at the comedy store, and he can kind of like be like a little standoffish or whatever. But I remember going, I like this dude. <laughs> I just do. And I remember this has to be. I'm going to say it was good nine, ten years ago. And I was working, I was parking cars or I was telling people where to park for an award show. It was like a three-day thing where I'm just standing in a parking lot trying to make, I was making like good money for me. I was making like two or three hundred bucks a day or something. But I had to wear khakis and a polo shirt. Yeah, you know what I mean? (laughs) But And I was grateful, so blessed to have the job. But it was weird because it was like some of the people that were like getting invited to do cool kids stuff might be people that I might know kind of thing. And I think Seth Meyers was hosting the award show and he was having like a dinner for some of the cool kids. Like I think it was... Quincy Jones's daughter, who's what's her name, Rashida Jones, maybe beautiful lady that wow. was on some TV show at the time. So I had to like tell her where to park or whatever. And then here comes Neil Brennan, and I was so embarrassed, like, um, essentially parking cars, you know, for them. And he just treated me like we were two buddies at the comedy. Hey, Stevie, what's going on? Is that cool? You want me to? Okay, whatever. And I was just like, how fucking cool is Neil Brennan for? giving me my dignity in that moment. Yeah. Like we talk about career aspirations and yeah, of course I want to have a multi-million dollar house and move my parents and whatever, but just being cool enough to a human being and just giving them their dignity in that moment. It's he's a good, the golden rule, man, the golden rule. Yeah. Just a store. Oh man. I, I I think when it like, yeah, like some of the best memories has been in that parking lot and just um, roasting each other. Like before roast battle was a thing, it will be Brett Ernst. and I miss uh, Brett Ernst so much. I oh, hope he moves man. back to L.A. Yeah. I keep on telling him, I go, dude, you come back to L.A., just stay with me. Yeah. I he's, got the extra room. Come he's, hang. He's one of those guys, too. He was, you know, Freddie Lockhart. And, you know, it was, it was a bunch of guys in the, in the parking lot. It would be Tony Hinchcliffe. Just be a circle of guys, and we're just, I mean – lighten each other up just roasting mm. each other just mean stuff you know yeah. and then like locals who we knew weren't comics but just locals like um uh big rod you know to come out and then i haven't seen big rod in years yeah yeah he's still yeah he's still around he lives out out, out in like hollywood area good and um yeah we used to light each other up but we would stay there till like four in the morning sometimes mm-hmm. and uh you know brett Ernst still trying to rally the guys i'm like oh no i have to drive to long beach man <laughs> But I mean, I mean, those times were just great, you know. Best. I had to be at work in a few hours. I remember yeah. I was like four a.m. I'm like, oh, I gotta go home, sleep, shower, and be, you know. At the time, I was like uh, working at the school, and I needed to be there at seven a.m. sharp. Yeah. So I mean, and just pulling it off, going to the store and doing it all over again. I mean, the greatest. It's great, dude. I remember one of the hardest times I ever laughed was the first time I saw you do your impression of Davy with the mop. Oh. Bro, crying. <laughs> and then when you came back from a La Jolla trip and there was an old school paid regular mm-hmm. that was asking you how uh, Redbox worked. Yeah. And I was changed. Dying. Just dying laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Just experiences that you have just being around the store that's like, man, I don't, I don't know that any other profession has, uh, like, you can accumulate the amount of stories like you do in comedy. Mm-mm. Yeah. It was. 
I, I remember going to that, you know, trip to La Jolla and, and one of the elder paid regulars, you know, he was a handful. And I, I came mm-hmm. back with a plethora of stories, of stories eager to share you to, to you and Eleanor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys would listen to me, you know, tell my little stories and do my act outs in the in the parking lot because, you know, I wasn't getting stage time. I was doing potluck on, you know, weekends. So it's like if anyone who would listen and, you know, you and Eleanor were always willing to listen. And I'd, I'd, I'd pull out. make us die, <laughs> die laughing. Yeah, it was so great, man. Yeah. One time, uh, one time I think I almost made uh, Eleanor piss herself. <laughs> we were like going back and forth tony and i uh-huh. and i ripped a branch out of the wall you know like the the weeds that are growing up against the wall yeah 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 so i ripped one the ivy from the, the comedy store parking lot wall yep i ripped a piece of ivy and i was making fun of uh, tony hinscliffe in the in the the outfit he was wearing i was like it's like there is a scarecrow right now without a shirt and pants and i grabbed a piece of ivy and i stuck it in my in my, in my shirt i'm like hey how are you guys doing it's like no tony go give it back and uh it was just you know silliness that we were doing but we were crying laughing yeah that's what i miss yeah, yeah. do you remember your first great set at the store my first great set yeah I don't know if that was the first one, but it was the first like, like oh, that's interesting. And what I mean was like it was late night and uh, Jeff Ross came in with uh, John Mayer. Wow. And they sat right by the piano, like the bucket seat by the piano. Yeah. And they were like kind of in the corner, you know, chilling. And um, they watched me do my set and I had some joke about a strip club or something um uh, a strip club gone wrong some contrived yeah jokey joke kind of like just weird thing this is like um yeah and it was during potluck because I, I went up really late and i remember jeff being there and he was laughing and clapping and great. and and john mayer was too and um i was just cool i was just like oh that's interesting yeah you know it was just like those like them two and like two three other people it's great yeah that was cool do you remember your big like like home run just i remember going home back to philly after about being out here like a year or so and going this like this is where I should be like home with my family and friends and and it was such a great like I recharged I went home it was just so good to see everybody and then coming back and being like oh I don't really like I I was loose on stage I was the guy that would make my brothers laugh on stage but with also that like hey man I got nothing to lose and I think that's a constant battle I've had over the years where I'm completely free and are completely myself. And then I build up these emotional stakes that don't really exist mm. and sort of inhibit myself on stage or in life instead of just being free. And I was just on stage and I was talking about how my brother was breaking my balls. If I still wanted to be a rapper, cause I when I was in high school, I wanted to be a rapper yeah. and how I would DJ, but I could only afford one turntable. 
and it was all real stuff yeah. and it, would all, it was just all how my older brother just broke my balls essentially and my brother's breaking my balls and we're having laughs and i just caught that or moment you know every once in a while where you can just turn the or into a room full of friends and everybody you don't you you're not finishing sentences because the audience is finishing them in their brain and everybody's laughing and i remember i killed it nice right and it was uh nice. joe rogan came up to me afterwards oh smokes and he said dude that was awesome and uh he was like i i liked you you're a nice guy but he was like i waited to watch you do stand up. Wow. Because he was like, if I didn't like what you did as a stand up, we couldn't be friends. He goes, that's how serious I take this stuff. Yeah. He goes, but dude, you are so funny. And it made me feel like I was one of the guys and Uncle Joey hugged me. He's like, that's it. The one turntable was phenomenal. And then Dice had seen that set too. And Dice is like, if you could do that every time. And he goes, now you just have to do that every time. Mm -hmm. And he goes, then there's not nobody can stop you. He goes, if you're that funny, yeah. every time you can punch your own ticket, and that felt really, really good. Yeah, that's that felt really, really good. The ultimate cosign. I mean, you know, Rogan, Dice, and yeah, and to be there for a year, and it still took me seven years after that just to get passed by Mitzi. Because like something you were saying just resonated with me so much about performing at the comedy store for the your friends because you have yet had the opportunity to do it on stage. Yeah. And they are some very frustrating years where you're there, mm -hmm. but you can't even get to that stage to develop. And right. you see people passing you by because yeah. they're, they're building muscles cause they're getting fed. They get to go to the gym and work out and you're like, I know I could have muscles too. Yeah, Give just, me a sandwich. Let me go lift the weights. Yeah. Do you remember your first, uh, big name that you followed the you know the because that happens a lot at the comedy store like there's chris rock on stage who am i bringing up and then yeah like, you know they give a name and you know usually a you know oh first time ever yeah or who'd I, you follow big name that you followed or got brought up by years ago when i was showcasing for mitzi yeah i had to follow earthquake and to say i bombed it wasn't even i was invisible it wasn't that i bombed you know they say the opposite of love isn't hate it's indifference mm. did you ever hear that no yeah i don't know if that's true just something i read somewhere it's deep though right that audience did not hate me i was invisible i was nothing to them after earthquake Ugh. i've been doing stand-up i don't know a year and he was like he just I mean, he had Mitzi laughing. I had to hear Mitzi in the back. Ah, <laughs> you were wonderful. As I'm bombing, I hear her conversation oh, no. with Quake in the back of the room. You were fantastic. You're going to be a big star. Call in, talk to Duncan. As I'm just nothing. I was invisible. But Dang. you learn those skills. I yeah. mean, to go from that to... Like one of my proudest moments, I got a standing ovation following Louis C.K. about six years ago or something. Heck yeah. OR main room. OR. Nice. Yeah. And it's like, but it's just that growth. It's just, and even now, like I know I could go bomb and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But as a young comic, I used to think if I bombed, I should quit. And if I killed, I should have a sitcom. You know, and now I just go, okay, this is what I do. Some shows are good. Some aren't bad. Some, some are terrible. Sure. 
And that's just part of it, that's you know? Great. That's awesome. This yeah. conversation's making me miss stand-up, though, and I wasn't really missing it. But now I want to go out there and just sort of yeah. show them what you got. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to be back. Earthquake, too. I, want, I haven't seen him on stage in a long time. Bro, this was like around 2002, 2001, 2002. And he does that thing. <laughs> These ain't jokes. And hit, pick a tree. Pick a tree. My favorite that. joke that he has, he's like, man, I'm from Chicago. He's like, it's so damn cold. They have homeless people reconnecting with their family, goddammit. <laughs> so good. So good. He had a bit about it. He's like, I'm out here in L.A. He's like, and I, he's like, I saw a Mexican person selling fruit, uh, um, uh, selling chopped fruit. He's like, they give you all that damn fruit for $5. They know you're not from here. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, class act, one of the best. And, and, and so funny comedy store guy. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that for years that he was a comedy store guy. Yeah. I have no idea, man. Military guy too. I think so. Yeah. Good person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best. God, as a comedy nerd, I'm just so grateful I've spent some time there, and I can't wait for it to open up again. It will, in due time. Yeah. So how are you going to celebrate your special coming out? You know, can't really go out, do anything, so I'm just going to be home. Yeah, you're going to watch it with your parents? Yeah, I'm going to watch it with my parents, you know, watch a little bit of it. I don't think they want to watch the whole thing. They they went to the taping, and, you know, they, yeah. they enjoyed it, so... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll celebrate with the, with a nice big meal or, or, yeah. or something. Speaking of that, you want to go get some pizza? Let's do it. Okay. So it's called stay at home son. Is that what it's still called? Yep. Okay. And you have that show on complex we haven't talked about, right? Yeah. Where uh, you get to eat deliciousness with your buddies. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, tacos con todo, uh, with first we feast and we did a first, um, like a first season. It's awesome. A first season. And then you have a golf podcast with All Things Comedy Golf Show. What's yep. that called? Uh, Tea Time with Jesus Trejo. Awesome. Dude, it's so weird. I feel like we crammed in a podcast, but I just want to hang out with you. Thank you for your time. Thank Let's you. go get a slice of pizza and have Let's some laughs. It. God bless. So that was my buddy Jesus Trejo. You can find him on Instagram at Jesus Trejo. And I think his actual Instagram handle is Jesus Trejo one. But then if you just type in Jesus Trejo, that's J-E-S-U-S Trejo, T-R-E-J-O. And that's also his Twitter handle. And please check out his special. He worked really hard on it. It's really funny. I love him. And, uh, it was good to see him. I haven't seen him since we've been locked down. He's one of the few nice guys like you in, in, in this industry. Like, he's genuinely nice. Or at least he seems like that to me. He's been nice to me so far. Yeah, he's the best. He really is the best. And I'm trying to do these daily gratitude lists. And it all started here on the podcast. I think it's something, it's necessary now. You have to be thankful for what, I mean, I'm grateful for all the basics, Lee. My health. The fact that I'm healthy right now, I'm not in a hospital, I don't have tubes sticking out to me. I was down at Children's Hospital this week. It puts everything in the perspective. It really does. Um, it's 
special prayers for all the families down there. Um, well, yeah, I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for the food in my fridge. I'm grateful I'm going to go to Ralph's after this. going to pick up a few other little things. Make make a nice Sunday dinner. Nice. Have a fun fun day, relaxing day. Hopefully we can get a late night walk in. Yeah, we'll see if I, what happens when I wake up from this nap. That pizza really did knock you out, huh? Oh my god, it was so good. I'm 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 th- I'm very grateful and thankful for that I have friends like you who would do that for me. I'm uh I'm grateful and thankful for you, even though you missed yesterday. But I'll give you a, a slide yeah. uh, for you and Jimmy Schubert and Jimmy's friend who has been coming on a lot of Dan walks. is Dan. great. He's been coming out a lot of walks. I want to get him on the podcast. He's got so many great stories. Oh yeah, he, he's awesome, nonstop. And then uh, what else am I grateful? I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I live in a free country where, mm. even though some of this stuff is terrible, we're allowed to do it. It's, uh, there's some places where even just talking about doing this would have been the end of our lives. So I'm grateful that people ultimately want to work together. That ultimately we were made to to live in relationship and community with each other. And that's the only way we're going to be happy. And I just, I know I hate when I sound like a hippie, but I just pray that we can love our way to peace. I look your tie-dye shirt today, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mr. Van Driesen, did you ever watch Beavis and Butthead? And there was the annoying hippie teacher, Mr. Van Driesen. I was, that was one of the ones I wasn't allowed to, but I've seen clips. I haven't seen like. Oh, you should go back and watch Beavis and Butthead now oh, that yeah? you're a grown up. The genius of Mike Judge. Oh, I'll have to watch Big it. fan. I'm grateful for that i'm grateful that my mom even though as a kid like i wasn't allowed to watch the simpsons south park any of that as a kid i was like mom but in in her heart she was trying to be a good mom yeah so i'm I'm grateful that i had even though she drives me nuts sometimes and that's the beauty of family lee yes it is but i'm grateful that i have her yes i'm grateful for all the people that care about me i'm grateful for all the people that love me I'm grateful for all the people that I love. Grateful for my phone that I'm going to call my brothers right now. Check in on my parents. I'm going to bring home this Tupperware. It's nothing like a nice piece of Tupperware. I owe Jimmy Schubert his Tupperware because he hooked me up with some roast pork this week. That was delicious. Grateful for my family, my friends, my health. And I pray that we find a peaceful resolution to everything. I love you guys. Take care. God bless. And look out for the good times. They're happening every day. (laughs) 